0: Welcome to the Miko Peled podcast. Welcome to the Miko Peled podcast. This is Eli Gerzon, producer and co-host. This is a little bit different of an episode. Miko has been doing headline reactions where he looks at headlines in the Israeli newspapers and does some translating for us. Tells us what they're talking about, what they should be talking about, and it's pretty uh, off-the-cuff, unfiltered sort of reactions uh, a few times a week. For this week, we have headlines from March 20th, March 24th, March 27th, and March 30th. If you want to get these headline reactions sent to your inbox on the day of, sign up on Patreon. That's Patreon.com/Mikopelled. And anyway, just let us know what you think of these. Uh, it's a new thing we're doing. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Monday, March twentieth, twenty twenty-three.
1: A few items in the Israeli press that absolutely have to be mentioned and talked about. So I'm going to rant about them for a little bit right now. The first one is Betseller Smotrich, again, in the headlines. He spoke in France at a conference, and uh, he said that there are no Palestinian people. There's no Palestinian culture, no Palestinian language, no such thing as Palestinian people. And in fact, he is the Palestinian. He is a true Palestinian. Well, his name is Smotrich, and Smotrich is the name of a town in Ukraine. Well, how interesting is that? What kind of a Palestinian has a uh, last name, which is the same name as a town in Ukraine? Isn't that just absolutely interesting? And of course, when you talk to young Palestinians, young and old, they'll tell you they're from Yaffa, Haifa, or Haifa or, or, or El Khalil, Hebron, and like a thousand different places in Palestine. But this man who claims he's a Palestinian and there are no other Palestinians but him, he is from Ukraine and his name is the name of a town in Ukraine. So that's number one. The second part of his presentation the second issue that on the podium there was a symbol that used to be the symbol of the what was called the the, the right wing fascist wing of the Zionist movement, the predecessor of today's Likud party headed by Netanyahu, and that is a map of Palestine, including the Kingdom of Jordan. In other words, uh, the the both both banks of the River Jordan, and there were they had, a, they had their own theme song and so on, that both sides of both banks of the River Jordan are belong to Israel and so he had that and that later on became the uh, symbol of the Kach movement, the racist uh, Kach movement of Rabbi Kahana or Mayor Kahana, I hate to call him a rabbi. So those are two things that relate to Smotrich himself. Two other items, one is that the Israeli cabinet unanimously passed a vote to uh, um to instate the death penalty to terrorists. Now, every Palestinian child with a rock is a terrorist. And so, um, and Israel kills Palestinians right, left, and center every single day, all the time. Anyway, it's a political move, but I think there is a concern, a grave concern, what this means to uh, Palestinians who are now being tried on terrorism charges and the Palestinians who are in prison now. All of them, of course, have, most of them have been. Uh, charged with terrorism charges, that's why they're they're in prison. Um, and finally, the man who was uh, shot and severely injured a few days ago in the town of Hawara, a settler from Itamar, turns out that he is a former marine, and he decided after he retired to go to the most racist, the most vicious, the most radical Arab-hating settlement, the settlement of Itamar which is not far, it's in the Northern West Bank. And there he decided to teach Palestinians how to, um, I'm sorry, there he decided to teach settlers how to fight, how to shoot, how to kill, all kinds of uh, you know, deadly techniques, God knows what. And he was a security guy for the, uh, for the settlement. So that's the guy that was targeted and shot uh, by Palestinians in Hawara a few days ago. Anyway, these are all things that are important. These are things that are happening every single day. They're in the press. They need to be discussed. You don't see them really in the American press. And I'm just going to use this medium to, um, it's not really ranting, but really just explaining and, and delving a little bit into these issues. All right. I'll see you soon. Thank you.
0: Friday, March 24th, 2023.
1: So Israel's uh, Minister of uh, Finance, Vitaly Smotrich, is at it again. On his way back from the United States, he made a stop in France at the um, an event uh, commemorating uh, the death of uh, Jacques Kupfer, who uh, was a racist right-wing uh, Zionist thug who made it up the ladder to one of the highest positions in the World Zionist Organization. Uh, Smotrich also being a racist thug made it very, very uh, made him really what can be considered a meteoric rise um, in Israeli politics to the position he's in now. Uh, both of them are racist thugs, but this event in Paris when Smotrich spoke, he spoke on the on the on the lectern. There was a, uh, a kind of like a flag of Israel, but instead of the uh, the six pointed star, it had a map of what is today the state of Israel and the kingdom of Jordan. And this relates back to the right wing, most extremist uh, elements within the Zionist movement, the claim that the greater Israel includes what is today the kingdom of Jordan and that both banks of the Jordan river belong to the Jews. And therefore the state of Israel needs to be established on both banks. Um, nobody really uses today officially. Certainly no, no official Israeli has used it, uh, in a very, very long time to my knowledge, and here here we have an official representative of the state of Israel, of the Israeli government, a senior minister who has a history of racism and anti-Arab rhetoric, anti-Palestinian rhetoric, um, and also has a history of of violence and terrorism himself, is now speaking at an event uh, with this on the lectern. He also also said during his comments that uh, there's no such thing as Palestinian people, that he himself is a Palestinian. He's just quoting Golda Meir, who was the Israeli prime minister in the 1970s, uh, beloved quote unquote uh, Jewish woman who um, rose to power in the Zionist movement and became prime minister, also racist and violent. But she was within the consensus because she came from the labor movement, and the labor party. Smoltich uh, is quite different. Um, but really what's most disturbing is that people treat this as some, kind of, some some kind of surprise. The man he came to commemorate was a racist thug. Um, he founded a movement called Israel Forever, which was intended to uh, communicate racist, right-wing ideas to uh, the French Jewish, to French Jews. And, um, and he made statements uh, very similar to Smutrich. Uh, there should be no discussion of a state for people who don't exist. He said that the, he doesn't understand why there need to be so many Arabs in the land of Israel and on and on and on. So nothing here is really surprising. A racist thug came to commemorate another as the racist thug, uh, and made comments that are completely, uh, congruent and consistent with what he's been saying. Well, both have been saying for a very long time. So where, why the surprise and why the shock and why is nothing being done? I mean, this was perfectly, perfectly, um, expected. And the question is, when will it stop? In other words, when do, will people like Smotrich be stopped? Because the problem here now that because he's a senior minister, it doesn't end with rhetoric, it ends with policy. His rhetoric becomes policy. He is not only finance minister, but he's also a minister within the Ministry of Defense in charge of the civil administration, which governs the daily life of Palestinians. Um, so again, this is one of those things, one of these uh, One of these. just simple, representations of hypocrisy. Um, and the hypocr- hypocrisies in, the, in, in France and the hypocrisy, you know, in all the papers that have dealt with this, that some other surprised or shocked by this. Another issue though, that is very important is how the, the government of Jordan will respond to this, because this is really a direct threat to the existence of Jordan, of the kingdom of Jordan. Uh, claiming that Jordan belongs to Israel is, um, it means that, um, a country that, by the way, not only neighbors Israel, but has a peace agreement with Israel and diplomatic relations with Israel. Um, Basically, a senior Israeli government official saying that there is no legitimacy to Jordan and that Jordan as a country belongs to Israel. If this is not a threat um, to the existence of Jordan, I don't know what is. Thank you.
0: Monday, March twenty seventh, 2023.
1: The Israeli paper Haaretz posted this uh, list, like a bullet point of everything that's involved in the Israeli government's uh, reform, judicial reform. So there's a list, I'm gonna read it and translate. So the first is canceling the separation of powers. The second thing is taking away the Supreme Court's ability to oversight, to oversee the government. Then a, a criminal, a serial criminal will be permitted to serve as a minister and a member of the cabinet. The leader will be in charge of, nom- of nominating uh, judges and will be able to even nominate his own lawyer and friend to, um, uh, to be the head of the Supreme Court. The <laughs> it says the leader, his wife and his son will be allowed to take money from citizens if the uh, attorney general decides that the uh, government has uh, broken the law then it is uh okay it is permitted to um, ignore him or her um the uh the department of um the special department israeli police that investigates vips so that will be under the uh control of the government um jewish homes that were jewish homes built without a permit will be permitted to stay palestinian homes built without a permit will be destroyed well there's nothing new about that billions of dollars will be uh, transferred for building more settlements in the west bank really not a lot new about that um then of course billions more to build roads for the settlers in the west bank um, the notion of of the freedom and liberty for the individual will be cancelled. Uh, businesses will be allowed to discriminate against LGBTQ. Um, the, the authority of the local rabbis and the rabbinical um, courts will be expanded. And every year, around April, anyone who's in the hospital, anyone who's admitted to the hospital will be um, will not be permitted to eat bread, only matzahs, which is what Jews eat during Passover. Um, what else? Let's see. Billions, of course, will be given to uh, the yeshivas. This is already happening. And, um, you know, one or two other things. But basically, all of this it was going to be done, apparently, within two months. It looks like Netanyahu is backing off right now because of the... The, the strength and the determination of the protests against this. So we'll see what kind of compromise they reach. But another interesting bit is another Israeli general, a former general, uh, criticizing the government, talked about apartheid in the West Bank. So there's already people on Twitter saying, oh my God, look, you know, apartheid has become part of discourse. It's part of the discourse. That's not the issue. The issue is that nobody thinks there's anything wrong with it. And his point was that these cabinet ministers, these thugs that Netanyahu brought into his government, Ben Greer, Smotrich, et etc., cetera, et cetera, Um, that they have never been raised in a democracy, so they don't know what democracy is because they were born and raised in the West Bank where there's no democracy, there's no rule of law, really. It's apartheid. Well, just because another general, another retired general, realizes that there's apartheid, we have to remember it didn't bother him that much when he served. We're talking about Amir Hamlevin, who's been retired for a long time, but it never bothered him when he was a general. Now suddenly he's, he's waking up. So I wouldn't I wouldn't make much of any of this if there's one thing that we can learn from these enormous protests is that Israelis know how to mobilize and had they wanted to, they could have done, they could have mobilized in order to, um, you know, end the apartheid regime.
0: Friday, March 30th, 2023.
1: Indonesia will not be hosting FIFA's under 20 year old men competition. Why? because the state of Indonesia decided to maintain a moral stance and not allow the Israeli team to participate, not allow the Israeli team to play in Indonesia. And for that, FIFA, instead of banning the Israeli team, decided to penalize Indonesians, take the competition out of Indonesia and find a different location. Some of you may remember that in the last Olympic Games that were held in Tokyo, a young Algerian athlete by the name of Fethi Henorin gave up his career. He was a judo competitor and he refused to stand up and compete with an a Isra- member of the Israeli team. He was thrown out of the Olympics and banned from participating in judo competition for 10 years. He basically gave up his career in order to maintain a moral stance. And by doing so, he won that match, even though he didn't step on the mat that day. Indonesians, this is going to be remembered as one of your finest hours as a nation, as a country, maintaining a moral stance not allowing Israel to, to participate, even though it meant paying such a heavy price. This must be very disappointing for football um, uh, fans throughout Indonesia, for the Indonesian football team, for businesses who are, losing, who are losing income. This is a big deal. It's a big price to pay. It's, a, it's, a, it's an expensive price to pay, but it's the right thing to do. This is absolutely the right thing to do. We know very well that Israelis, Israeli men who are 20 and under are either all soldiers or are soon going to be soldiers. And we also know that there are thousands of young Palestinian athletes who were deliberately shot in the legs by Israeli soldiers in order so they would not be able to participate in sports. So this, even though it's a price that was paid by Indonesians, is the right thing to do. And Indonesia will be remembered, just like Fatah Nourin, as heroes for Palestine and heroes for justice.